They're loading into the barriers. Moods, Mytho, Rog and the Rain Man. And they're underway for Moody on the Mic. Welcome back to another edition of Moody on the Mic. And uh, look, we'll, we'll get to the man who's Moody by name and Moody by nature. Uh, the man whose name is adorned on this show, Peter Moody. Uh, welcome back to your show. Have you and Mytho kissed and made up as yet? Got a bit heated there last week. Well, well, listen, all he had to do is get to the point and say, listen, boys, Crone's going to win. Tony Gollan said it'll win, but not babble on about its great-grandmother and what paddock it used to sit in and, Just you know, what time in the morning. Congratulations, genius, and move on. Well done to Tony Gollan. You've done a tremendous job with that, <laughs> Mayor, and, and the team at Roll the Dice for making the decision to send her up to Queensland and improve her form and build a bit of confidence. And, uh, no, it was a terrific effort on their behalf. Well, Mitho, we'll let you take a little victory lap. It was a big day for you, not just uh, with Crone winning the Group 1 in Sydney, but also your tipping on here was exemplary. Oh, yeah, I did get a couple of winners uh, uh, up and about. Um, what did I tip? Grand Slam? Uh, Only one by seven lengths. You uh, yeah. tipped, uh, what was the, I think you had the, the Waller one up in Sydney, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gave, uh, and gave a strong push to Crone. So um, can't do much better than that. So I was quite proud of myself. Uh, funnily enough, as the worst punter in Australia, still finished down for the day. I had, <laughs> uh, he to do that. <laughs> I had a very good day on the punt. Uh, had a very good day in the Ladbrokes Lounge. I was there with the Rayman himself, Tom Hackett. Now, Tom obviously gave Crone a bigger push uh, than yourself, Ray, man. Before I get you in, I just want to read this uh, review that we got on iTunes yesterday. Moody on the mic, five stars, titled Coolmore Classic uh, from TMAC0128. Followed you guys in the Coolmore Classic. The Rain Man had me convinced that Chrome was the wonder back. Top work, boys. Congratulations, Mytho. Five stars. Well, if that's how we get five-star reviews, keep on listening, punters, because we're in form. Yeah, great result with Crone. I cheered him. I cheered her home very loudly in the Ladbrokes Lounge. And as you said, Roger, it was a great day there in the lounge on All-Star Mile Day. A day that really delivered the goods to mine at the Valley. And I think it's. Uh, I think we really need to be having a conversation about the future of the All-Star Mile and whether it should be at the Valley every year. And for me, uh, it's a no-brainer. So I thought it was an outstanding day's racing on uh, Saturday and uh, looking forward to another big one for Golden Slipper Day, fingers crossed uh, we do get a meeting on Saturday because this weather report does look a little bit dicey. Yeah, certainly does. Well, uh, you're, you're biased because Ladbrokes obviously sponsor Mooney Valley. Yeah, let's get the, the opinion of, uh, of Peter Moody. Do you think the All-Star Mile has a permanent home at, at Mooney, Mooney, Valley, Mooney Valley Moods? Oh, listen, that's, that's hard. It's a Victorian race. Um, you know, it's probably got to be shared round. I can understand the cauldron-type atmosphere at Mooney Valley and it lends itself to that sort of Cox Plate feel. And I believe without being there that, that it uh, brought a great thrill to the crowd uh, on, on Saturday. You know, unfortunately, the rain came. We had the race favourite, Arcadia Queen, scratched in the morning. Uh, but Dee Oliver and Hugh Bowman probably saved the day with a, with a stirring finish on uh, on their two horses, Mugger 2 and uh, Russian Camelot. Uh, does it belong at the Valley? Nah, listen, I... You know, I think it's got to be shared round, but I do still think the timing of the race. Uh, I heard Greg Carpenter, which I was absolutely astounded about through the week, saying the All Star mile, mile didn't take away from the Australia Cup, which I found absolutely outstanding, because uh, you know those horses would have been in the Australia Cup: uh, Mugger Two, uh, Probabile, Russian Camelot, Arcadia Queen. If the All Star Mile was a couple of weeks before the Australia Cup, shift it back change it around, do whatever, you know, and, and uh, don't lose sight of it, you know. 
I think uh, the talk is back to Flemington, isn't it? I reckon for next year. So yeah. um, they want to. They've put in their proposal for um, three weeks of racing that would include the All Star Mile and the Australian Cup, and the Australian Cup would be after the All Star Mile, which makes a lot of sense. So I suppose when the club gets to um, look at the at, at the calendar and structure the calendar accordingly. Um, common sense prevails, but when there's different clubs with different agendas and they're given a time slot, um, they're they're going to they're going to run it the way they see fit. So it's good to see that Flemington will arrange it so that that, that we get that next year. But that just needs to be a, a, a must do every year. Um, as a you know, to, to your point about the the, the Cox Plate, uh, uh, the Mooney Valley hosting uh, the All Star Mile every time. Um, from an owner's perspective, we had Mr. Quickie in the race. Um, it was an electric energy uh, sitting in that grandstand, waiting for uh, the the race to get run. The the it's 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 a it's a race like nothing else I've been involved in, and I've been lucky enough to have runners in in some big races, including the Melbourne Cup. Um, haven't had a runner in the Cox Plate, but um, it was it 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 was it had a football type atmosphere with the, the, the way they did it, the race in Victoria and Mooney Valley, they had a big room for, for the owners and, and put us all on tables together. It had a, it had a real tribal feel about it. You were, we, we were with the Mr. Quickie tribe and, and there, was, there was a bit of energy in the room, a bit of banter going on between tables about who was going to do what in the race. And, and then we all went and sat in an area together and when, when the horses were doing their preliminaries before the race, there were these cheers going up from pockets of the grandstand for, for, for each and every horse as, as your horse uh, did your preliminary up the, up the home straight at Mooney Valley before the race. It, was, it, it really set off a, a, a great feel. My worry, and I don't know what the plans look like for Mooney Valley because I haven't looked into it, but my worry is that that grandstand's coming down and the refiguration of Mooney Valley might lose that sense of cauldron-like amphitheatre feeling to it so um I, i'd i'd be tempted just to keep rotating for now and try and replicate that atmosphere at the other tracks and it's up to those tracks and those clubs to make sure that we get that tribal feel and we get a bit of atmosphere on track from the owners who are obviously heavily invested in each and every horse weren't the uh wasn't the valley kissed on the you know what though in the fact that Muggatu won and they still had the uh the blue and white uh ticket ticket tape in the guns left over from Winks from a couple of years ago. So as Muggatu crosses the line, <laughs> it all came out like, shit, they got lucky there. Imagine if Arcadia Queen, there was no pink in there. So, um, you yeah, know, it was good, well done to the Valley, but geez, they got lucky. Uh, they got lucky yeah. on a few counts, but yeah, it was a fantastic day of racing. Just quickly, Mick Price is going to join us here on Moody on the Mic uh, ahead of the Golden Slipper uh, or the Golden Swimmer as it may uh, actually come out to be on Saturday. But, yeah, the big news of the week, the, um, the Hayes and Dabney team just uh, disbanding. Nothing, nothing, no animosity in it. It's just Tom Dabney wants to start his own stable. And JD Hayes is going to join brother Ben in partnership uh, running Lindsay Park before, you know, perhaps um, JD's twin, Will, who's playing for the Western Bulldogs at the moment, joins them in a little triumvirate there. But um, were you surprised by this, Moods? Oh, listen, it's, it's probably a natural progression. Um, you know, even though Tom's their first cousin, uh, you know, he's he's probably the the odd bull in the paddock there, and uh, you know, JD and Will, uh, the younger brother, twin brothers of Ben, were always going to step up t- to some degree, and maybe Tom sort of seen you know the writing on the wall, and 
a, a little bit and, uh, you know, wants to forge his own niche. And, and it's, it's a very close-knit family. Sophie, uh, Ben's sister, has taken over the general manager role of Lindsay Park in, in recent times as well. So there's no doubt David structured that setup for his children. And at the end of the day, Tom, although he's his nephew, isn't his son or daughter. And, and uh, you know, Tom probably wants to kick on and I'm not sure if Tom's got children that are going to be involved or whatever, but... Uh, you know, probably just a natural progression for the for the family, and uh, you know those three Hayes boys and sister Sophie at the helm as general manager are going to keep the the Lindsay Park dynasty rolling on. I am here to show you all how the lad broke it. Kachingos! We've lad broke the lad broke app and made it faster than ever before. Never miss a minute of the action with the new and improved lad broke app. Download it today. But let's not stop there. Let's land drop the world! Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to Moody on the Mic. Joining us here, very special guest, direct on the line from Sydney, the trainer of the favourite for the Golden Slipper, Profiteer. It is Mick Price. G'day, Mick. Moody on the Mic debut. Morning, lads. How are you? We're going well. As a, one of Moods' closest mates, I can't believe this is the first time we've got you on here. Haven't been asked. <laughs> it's the first time he's had a golden slipper favourite. Uh, that's, uh, uh, that's what you need to get on this this uh, uh, program, do you? Yeah. Only the elite. Only the elite, isn't it, Moods? Yeah, for sure. For sure. No, uh, it's great to have Pricey on board. And uh, we've, uh, we've probably... Yeah, no, I don't know why we've sidestepped him over a period of time. It's not as if he hasn't been flying the flag there at Caulfield uh, for a long, long time. But the last few years while we've been on, he was a regular member of our uh, filmed um, Moody on the mic when we first initiated this. But since COVID and we've gone into the podcast content, uh, we've uh, we've uh, sidestepped him for a few reasons. I don't know why, but uh, lovely to have you here, Mick. And... Uh, Listen, let's not beat around the bush. Uh, Roger knocked the nail on the head before. The Golden Slipper might be named the Golden Swimmer this week. Uh, no doubt you'll have your gumboots and galoshes on uh, up there for the next few days, uh, sweating on decisions from the Australian Turf Club to whether the meeting will go ahead or when it'll be run. Yeah, well, we, it doesn't really worry us, uh, you know, because if they give us, uh, if they make a decision on Friday, you just do a little bit of work with your horse on a Saturday and uh, he's still going to front up on the Monday, no problem. It's the same with everyone, I guess. So when, did obviously, you, when did you get told, Mick, that uh, there was some oh, kind of meeting yeah, on Monday? Look, uh, there's nothing official. There was just a little, trat, a little chat in the trainer's tower this morning about it, whether it um, was a possibility, um, only because of what the Weather Bureau is predicting will get dumped in this town on Saturday. And uh, you've got about... I understand 55 profiteers owners are heading up uh, for the race. Jeez, you'd want to win. They're going to have to fork out an extra three nights accommodation. Well, what do you do? You know, <laughs> um, but everyone's in the same boat. I mean, they're going to, they're going to cater for how many people at Rose Hill and uh, they're talking about flipping it to uh, for another 48 hours. So, Anyway, if uh, four inches does get dumped during a race meeting, uh, you can imagine what's happened. And that is, it's probably, they're going to lose the meeting, I guess. So it's better that they're talking about what they're doing rather than uh, not talk about it anyway. Well, let's not worry about what we can't control. And that's the weather. But what you've somewhat had a fair way to control and the horse does, Mick, 
his form's been very good. Uh, obviously, last start at Randwick, we saw him charge along in front, probably fought Hugh a bit. Uh, you know, I would imagine you being a very good grand final trainer, you've left something in the tank for this. He looked a little bit fresh and above himself. Confidence level that he's going to go out and be a bit more tractable uh, on Saturday or Monday or whatever the race might be? Uh, pretty good, actually, because if you uh, take it back to the millennium, and uh, it was a very hot, stressy day that day, and I thought he went too hard on him, and Huey himself said that. He said, I should have been pinged for speeding on him. If you look at those 10 and a half sectionals, it's all right doing that uh, in restricted company over 1,100 metres, but um, you wouldn't want to, you won't get that ride. You won't get the same ride from Huey um, into a slipper. You also didn't get the same ride the other day in the Todman. The problem with the Todman was uh, he had 28 days between the Millennium and the Todman, and he had 10 of those days in the paddock. So he put on eight kilos, got a couple of nice light gallops. But, you know, I was using the Todman to peek him into the slipper, and I think it's been, um, I think it's been a good idea based on what I see with the horse. Uh, he's nice and settled. Uh, he's got a good work rider on him called Mikey Wade, picnic jockey up at uh, Rose Hill there. He ran three evens this morning, hardly touched the bridle, you know. So he's not a horse that uh, tear asses along. Um, you know, you can um, have a nice pair of hands. Like Huey said, even though he raced fresh and he banged into the um, bridle, you know, he's a very fast horse. But um, he said, I asked him to come back and he came back. So I don't think you'll get, I don't think you'll get, um, he's, he's, he's a bit more seasoned having had a solid run in the Todman, you know, I don't think you'll get the same sort of horse. You drew barrier five for the race. Well, one of your owners got up there and drew out barrier five. You must have been pretty happy. It seems the ideal draw for him. Uh, yeah, that's ideal. I didn't really want to draw the squeeze box in two or three. I didn't really want to draw the outside, you know. Uh, so anywhere between sort of four and 12 would have been okay. Uh, he's drawn a good gate. He's drawn an ideal gate, especially if you... I walked that um, Golden Slipper course the other day. Uh, if you're not... If you're not in at the half mile there at Rose Hill and you're posted doing a bit of work, geez, you do a lot of work. You know, it's, it's quite an acute, it's quite an acute 400 metre bend there where they come out of the chute there because they, they come out of the chute, not the course proper. And um, geez, you want to be, you want to be in and um, just getting around that nice half mile with, with a bit up your sleeve, you know, which won't worry us. It'd be beautiful, you know, but um, geez, anything making their run out deep at that point, geez, they do, do a lot more work, you know. Nick, Nick, you've had some gun uh, two-year-old juveniles uh, in past seasons. Uh, where does Profiteer rate and does he remind you of uh, one of those those uh, superstar two-year-olds you've had in the past? Yeah, you know what, I reckon I reckon the difference between this horse, two differences, um, Extreme Choice and Flying Artie didn't improve a lot during their two-year-old year and they were set for the Blue Diamond. Um, if you set a horse, a two-year-old for the Blue Diamond, how are you then going to peak him again in the slipper? Um, this horse didn't go to the Blue Diamond for that reason, in, you know, specifically that reason, and uh, none of the owners had a problem with that. So he's had a little freshen, he's, he'll peek into the uh, slipper, and he keeps improving. You know, I see this colt, he puts on a little bit of weight, he's getting better in the coat, he's stronger, he's working better. Um, you know, they, they, were, they were on the way down when they were in the slipper, whereas this horse, I reckon you'll find he's on the way up into the slipper. And obviously, his uh, his sire won a Golden Slipper as well. And uh, the the form of Golden Slipper winners after they win the Slipper hasn't been great in uh, well in recent times, or even a bit longer than recent times. It's, I mean, I know you're focused on this weekend, Mick, but is it 
Do you feel like it could be a poison chalice? Well, not when you collect the prize money and sell your colt for tens of millions of dollars. There's not much poison in that chalice. <laughs> He's already sold, <laughs> though, Mick. Oh, there might be a little no, sweet. No, no. <laughs> He's locked in. He's got to, there's a kicker on him. All those horses, there's a kicker on them when they're pre-sold to win a slipper. So, uh, look, you know, so Extreme Choice and Flying Artie both trained on as three-year-olds to win Group 1s. I get what you're saying, but um, what's the point? Not win the slipper? <laughs> no, I, just, I just want a headline, Mick. Come on. <laughs> well, uh, no, but oh, it's a dumb question. Yes, he's talking. He's talking. He's talking shit, Mick. End, end result. You're obviously very happy with the horse. You're going in very confident. I'm telling you, he will improve a lot from the Todman. I'm not sure the other horses that where the improvement comes from, but uh, as I said, he put on eight kilos within 28 days. He had 10 days in the paddock. He's definitely on the up, and um, it'll just be interesting. You know what? If it's a really heavy track. Uh, I don't think anyone's got uh, got a really good idea. I suppose stay inside might be the one um, with a bit of wet track form. But um, anyway, if he handles a heavy track properly, he'll win by further. One thing I do know, if, if, if you're in front and getting through the ground, it's going to be a hell of a lot easier than having to make up six or eight lengths. Uh, and you're going to have exactly. that distinct advantage. Yeah. Exactly. And three heavy track slippers in the last 10 years have been won by the thing that's led. Mm. And, and Rose Hill's got a pattern to that, hasn't it? I think it's something like 80% of uh, sprint races at Rose Hill are, are won by horses that are in the top three going around the corner, coming coming You, you know what? Huey Bowman got off that horse after the Todman. He said, I cannot wait to get this horse to Rose Hill. Mm. Mm. So, you, know, you, sound, you sound as bullish. You're, you're normally the, you know, you can, you can turn your nose up at, at uh, multiple Group 1 winners. You sound as bullish as we have ever heard you, Nick. You're up on your toes about this. I agree. This horse can win. I totally mm. agree. I am bullish. Mm. Mm. Good on you. I hope, I hope you're not growing little soldiers anywhere in, in uh, excitement and stress. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Righto. Um, Friday night, Mooney Valley. Saturday, Mornington. Uh, You've had Junior Kent at home looking after the team while you've been swanning up there in the glory of uh, Golden Slipper Week. Uh, what are we left at home for the Ladbrokes punters? Yeah, I reckon, uh, don't worry about Garvok going to Moody Valley. I think we'll pull her out and she is in the suitable race. She's um, been very unlucky. So Garvok can win at um, Mornington. Uh, what else have we got? Cumberbatch will go good in the Mornington Guineas. Uh, Mooney Valley got two two-year-olds in. They've got a little capitalist cult called Free Market, but they've drawn out. Uh, Prince Amongst Men and uh, Free Market drawn out. They work good there on Monday. But I would say Cumberbatch and Garbock will be going to uh, Mornington and they will be nice chances. All right, race three, Mornington, Garvok at $4.20 with Ladbrokes and Cumberbatch $6 in race six at Mornington. Mick, while we've got you, though, we know you're bullish about Profiteer. There's another horse in your stable who um, who's certainly piqued your interest as well. I've heard you talk about in the past, and that's Ayrton, um, who looks like an absolute speed machine. Um, he, the original plan was, um, was, I think you were going to put him away and see how he went, maybe bring him back to the spring. He's coming back early, is that right? Uh, no, he had six weeks out, which is normal, and he's back in at Caulfield now. He hasn't got a rating to take him anywhere, so I think you'll find that he races in Melbourne, and then we take him to Queensland and run in some better races up there, give him a winter working holiday, and give him a little breather, and then 
and we've got time to bring him down for the spring. It's too long. It would have been too long to just spell him all that time. He's a perfectly sound horse. He's a Kiwi and he's going to put on weight, uh, you know, and furnish out a bit. He's a bit, um, he's a bit of a frame there, but that we hadn't quite furnished out yet. But um, geez, I, haven't, I haven't checked those ratings on him, but um, I thought he was extremely impressive. Did you, um, were you going to, um, will he be aimed at a race perhaps like the Stradbroke up in Brisbane or is that a bit too be, look, You know what, if he gets his rating up and he's uh, right time, right place, um, he'll, sort of, he'll certainly be entered for those sort of races. I actually don't know what his right distance is yet. Um, I would think it's going to be 1,400 metres in a mile. He doesn't, um, he doesn't seem like he, I, I really want to be trying to make a 1,200 metre horse out of him. So I think 1,400 metres a mile will be perfect and he might even get further than that, in which case we'll find out. And when, because uh, I did hear a whisper around the traps that you might have been thinking, maybe he's a potential Cox Plate horse. Who knows? You know, uh, we've got to get through winter and get his rating up and have a, have a feel for him. But um, yeah, okay, well, all, all, that's, um, all that's an option, isn't it? You know? Are they the best two horses in your stable, Profiteer and Ayrton? Um, oh, yes, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, they're both, uh, if you said to me two horses that are very exciting, I'd say, yeah, yeah, that's probably fair. Right, Roger, uh, time for you to stop interviewing Mick on Moody on the Mic. This is a podcast <laughs> about racing and not you writing your stories for racing.com. So you've done a good job there and Top taken the 10 minutes of his life. It's called uh, cross-promotion, Peter. No, that's good. That's good. Right, uh, Mick, listen, very best of luck on Saturday, mate. The Victorian two-year-old form's been to the fore up there uh, the last few weeks. I'm sure you're going to do yourself and uh, the great state of Victoria proud uh, Let's hope it's Saturday, but worst case scenario might be Sunday or Monday, but uh, God give profit to your strength. Good on you, lads. Proud Victorian. There you go. I am here to show you all how to Ladbroke it. Giddy up and Ladbroke the winners this autumn carnival right in the mounting yard. Bring a little razzle-dazzle and be part of the action. Download the Ladbroke app for a better betting experience today. But let's not stop there. Let's land properly. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to Moody on the Mic. Big racing uh, night of racing in Mooney Valley on Friday night. The group one, William Reed Stakes. Rayman, where is the early money heading? Because this does look another pretty open edition. Yeah, it's an extremely open race, Rog. Basically, $6 to feel. We've got equal favourites, Libertini and September Run. Bit of money for Ancestry early on the quick backup there. Then you've got Mask Crusader is the other horse at single figure odds. Brooklyn Hustles, $12. Portland Skies, $12. Uh, Haydock, $13. So you've got some really quality sprinters here available at very juicy odds. I think it's an outstanding edition of the William Reed Stakes. It's uh, Haydock that appeals to me at $13. There's no... What a great record he's got at the Valley. Rog, I know you backed him to win the Manicados a couple of times at a nice price, and there's no reason why he can't be in the mix once again. His first up run was pretty flat, but he generally does that, and there's no doubt the McAvoy stable would have uh, set him for this race. There's a fair bit of speed engaged here, so I think he'll get a lovely run just in behind those leaders, and he'll have every possible chance to uh, claim another Group 1 win at the Valley, and at $13, I think he's really good value. And what's a really open race... Uh, You've sort of got it. There's a lot of the horses coming out of the new market. You can sort of take on that uh, that form. Libertini is the interesting one. Now, first up, last campaign, she uh, won the Premier Stakes in dominant fashion, beat Classique Legend. Um, so she brings that sort of form. She'll be tough to beat. The barrier draw is a little bit of a concern, though. She 
it doesn't map particularly well. So uh, she's the danger for mine, but I'm happy to be with Haydock at the $13. Lou, it's one of uh, her horses trained down there at Packham where you are, his ancestry. Super impressive winning uh, at the weekend, as Rayman mentioned on the quick back up here. Um, we've, we've, we've seen it, uh, him run in group one level a few weeks ago and wasn't quite there. Do you think he's up to, to this particular group one? Well, his form at the Valley's been good. I think that's what holds him in good stead. Night meetings on pace. Uh, you know, I think the good thing about having a horse like Ancestry in the race is you're going to get a good solid gallop throughout. Like, he's not a leader that goes to the front and then pulls up mid-stages and then dashes again. He sort of keeps rolling along at the good tempo and it's going to, you know, give every horse, most of their horses in the race a chance. You know, it's, his racing pattern's probably going to aid a horse like Libertini uh, to maybe find a spot. Uh, Mythos Mayor Brooklyn Hustle, who we've seen being unlucky. I know she's in on Saturday as well. I don't know if a decision's been made. Uh, you know, but but with Ancestry in the race, you're going to get a good gallop all the way. And and maybe, like Rain Man says, a horse like Haydock, he might just be able to park up behind Ancestry and be the first one to, to try and claim him. Can he claim him? I don't know. I know Stokes is very happy with Ancestry, and I think I, I think if he and Brooklyn Hustle take their place in the race, I think they've both, both got to be in with an undeniable chance. Uh, September run, do we forget her new market run? Like, I think nearly all of us to a person thought she should have been winning the new market. She disappointed down the centre on her own. Is she going to be as good around the turn as she has been down the straight? Swats that with a bit of cover. She's going to storm late. I think I'm with Rain Man again. It's a hell of a... Uh, edition of this race I, I you know half a dozen could win it without surprising um, I think maybe back ancestry each way because he, he's probably going to be you know a length and a half in front at the furlong and, and worst case scenarios I can see him holding on for a place Mitho Brooklyn Hustle if you go uh, to this race you can tell us if you are and uh, or if you're not but um, well, there is going to be a lot of speed and she's going to get back in the run and hopefully she doesn't get caught up yet again yeah, we're still in a bit of a quandary as to as to which race to pick. She's um, she's uh, accepted for the Hariba Stakes at, at Mornington, which is a two hundred thousand dollars listed race, um, as opposed to a half million dollar Group One on Friday night. Um, the um, the negative about Friday night is just how that track's going to play after um, you know that heavy rain fell for the second half of the meeting at Moody Valley last Saturday. Six day turnaround. If she runs, uh, we're we're happy. We're happy with the surface, and she can run a hell of a race. Uh, spoke to Moods about this yesterday, and he said, "Look, I'd be leaning towards runner in a Group One because she's the, one of those mares that she's got the ability to win a Group One. She just needs the luck, and if she gets the luck in a listed race, will you win a listed race? If she gets the luck in a Group One race, will you win a Group One race? So, um, what do you? What would you prefer to win? So." Um, I think, um, you know, we're probably swaying back towards if that track's been okay with nice drying weather this week that we will run Friday night. So um, I think the 12 or 13 bucks rain man looks pretty attractive. I'd be backing her each way if I'm having a bet and she's in it. I'm going to go with Haydock. I just think as, we, as for all the reasons rain man mentioned, and he's been so good to me in the past, but second up at a track he loves, over 1,200 pet trip. Uh, I know the McAvoy's have set him, obviously it's a group one if they've set him for it. Um, and from barrier five, I think it could set up very, very nicely. Mood, you've got uh, you've got one in the group too uh, there on Friday night as well, the Sunline Stakes. You've got in good health. Um, the, the horse who we find is, uh, you know, aptly named for a, uh, a bloke who smokes and drinks, um, but, uh, you know, it, it's it's a small field and a good chance to pinch a group too. 
Yeah, no, I think she's well suited there on uh, Friday night in good health. She was good at Flemington uh, when she resumed. She didn't get a lot of galloping room. Smaller field here, gate five of eight. She can roll forward to a spot. A few of these resuming uh, and a couple probably uh, out of form. Uh, no, I, I expect it to run well. Looks a nice race for her and uh, she, she's set to run well there. You've got three horses in at the Valley tomorrow night. She's one of them. All of them are being ridden by Luke Nolan. All of them are at $6.50. And I think if all three win, that'll take you to $800, you two. Aren't it? You're on, are you $7.97 or $7.96? Um, I've got a feeling you're daughter, on... My daughters and uh, and Luke Nolan's wife, Alicia, keep track of that. I think we're $7.97. So we need three winners to, to be 800 winners as a combination. But... Uh, um, all three can run well. I thought Kernan in the third race, uh, he was ready to run very well. I, I, his work this good's been good. Unfortunately, he's drawn a bit wide, 11. So how the track plays will dictate his chances. And a very nice filly uh, also called Vidiano in race four, the Alexandria Stakes. Uh, she only won a maiden last start at Packenham, but I think she's got good stakes potential. A filly that Mitho and I bred uh, is probably the one to beat up the top of the weights called Chica Ferrerte. Uh, she's probably the one to beat there, but uh, outside of that, the rest of them are only 60 Raiders, ours included. And I think uh, she'll give us a good side also. So uh, looking forward to a good night there on Friday night, hopefully. And for those, you know, avid Moody on the mic listeners, Vidiano was the one you dead set declared when she won a Packenham uh, last start going around about $2. So uh, all those who made a profit that night, just uh, back up in. And why? While we've just got you talking about your horses, um, your two at Mornington, just so we can concentrate on the group ones in Sydney uh, up next. But uh, what about you two in Mornington on Saturday? Or Vidiano is one of them, obviously, so she uh, it won't run. But what about Norway on Saturday? Uh, Norway, uh, listen, indifferent. Um, yeah, I think we'll just watch him and hope he finds some form. Um, he was moderate in the Stony Creek Cup, to say the least. And uh, I think uh, he's... Carleen Heffel rides, taking three kilos off him. Um, I want to see him do it. He's going well enough to win it, but I want to see him do it. All right. We've had a good chat um, about the Golden Slipper. Rayman wasn't online. He was off doing a radio cross, and we'll chat to Mick about the Slipper. So, Rayman, just give us your tip. We'll just get a quick tip from everyone for the Slipper. Rayman, who's your tip? I'm sticking with Artorias, the Blue Diamond Stakes winner. Obviously, there are, there are a few question marks about this Golden Slipper because the wet truck, but just the way Artorias found the line of the Blue Diamond Stakes was very impressive. She gives a sign that it's a very good horse. And uh, $10 in what's, in my mind, a really open race. I think he's well and truly over the odds. Moods, who do you like? Oh, God, it's, uh, it's impossible. We're only guessing, really, aren't we? Um, you know, there's some very good Colts. Uh, Colts seem to probably have the wood on the fillies uh, a little bit, but... Uh, you know, it's going to be a heavy 18 whenever they run it, unfortunately, if this rain does arrive. And Profiteer is going to be very hard to run down um, under any conditions. But but uh, I liked Arturis in the diamond. He was uh, probably the last winner I tipped. He's going to be storming late. But are they going to get through the ground? You just don't know. So I'd, I'd toss up between Arturis and Profiteer. I'm not being overly brave. Um, but, you know, luck, luck track conditions it's it's just a shame our greatest two-year-old race is going to be thwarted by uh what appears to be a, a very ordinary track come the weekend mm, plays a part a lot of years mytho quick tip quick mytho animo for me um excellent let's wide, move on the way, but um <laughs> maybe maybe uh draw wide might be all right in the wet track 
Right, the first group one of uh, of um, the race on Saturday or Monday, and if it is Monday, just more time to uh, listen to media on the mic um, over the weekend. Uh, the Ramford Stakes, now this is only a field of five, but it still looks a cracker race. We saw a three-horse race in the Spring Carnival last year, be one of the races of the Carnival. Um, Rayman, this sets up, I mean, Adib versus Very Elegant um, just is mouth-watering. It is, Roger. It's an outstanding race. It's fun, even with only five runners. And there has been a little bit of an early move for Very Elegant. Adib is still the favourite at $1.90, but the early money has come from Very Elegant. She's at $2.10. Master of Wines on the third line of betting there at $9.50. Then you can basically have your own price, Natoya or Prince Farwaz. Uh, I, I'm a huge fan of Adib, and I'm a big fan of Very Elegant as well. But Adib is a legitimate world-class horse, and it's great to see him back in Australia again. Uh, he was outstanding in the autumn last year and he has gone to another level again uh in europe last season he finished in the wild stakes at royal ascot which is one of the highest rating meter races in the world and then he won the british champion stakes in pretty dominant fashion he beat a really strong field there so he is a legitimate superstar and uh very elegant is very good and especially very good on a wet track, but I'm still not quite sure she's up to a deep. So at the dollar ninety, I'd be happy to jump in and back the uh, the European galloper here because he won't have a problem with the wet track either. Uh, they're both swimmers, and he looks um, he might be Thorpey and um, and very elegant might be Grant Hackett. But um, Moots, are you siding either way? Uh, I hope that was pun excuse pun intended there, uh, Rog. But um, um, Yes, listen, both horses get through the wet very well. I would have said maybe very elegant to Dawn Fraser type uh, uh, and, and just as tough. But um, Hopefully um, a deep, not her brother then. <laughs> but uh, listen, uh, she, I, I just wonder whether she's made the margin up. Each year she's got better. Each carnival she's got better. She's got more mature and her racing manners have got a bit better. And a deep only just had the wood on her. Um, last autumn and he's probably improved too but, but we don't know that we know she has so uh, I think uh, I'm going to go for the local uh, two runs under a belt didn't have that gut busting first up run like she did last time and uh, yeah I think yeah I think James McDonald Aussie Aussie James to beat uh, Aussie Tom uh, for me uh, very elegant over Adib I'm uh, I, I'm with you absolutely 100% here, Moods. I can't believe that um, they're betting better odds, very elegant to Adib. Um, Adib's got to got to cope with the with the travel. Uh, got to have settled in okay. Um, got to you know get back into Australian conditions. I know he's done all that before, but he's a year older. Um, it's a lot to ask of a horse, and we've seen very elegant come out and start her autumn campaign in spectacular style. She'll get. Uh, conditions that suit her perfectly down to the ground, the wet ground, and um, I'm 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 long here, very elegant. It'll be in all my multi to double up all my odds across the weekend. So uh, very elegant uh, to win and to be in every single one of my multis. The Rose Hill Guineas uh, over two thousand metres uh, is next on the card. Another Group One and uh, a pretty tight uh, betting race. As well, Mung has come up favourite to turn the tables on Lions Raw, though, Rain Man. Is that where the early money's headed? 
Yeah, Mooka's been reasonably popular. It's 260 favourite, but there has been a bit of money for Lions Raw as well at 4 at 40 And then Montefilia, the filly, at $4.80. Bit of a gap then to the rest. Luna Fox, the interesting horse on the quick backup after a, a really good run in the All-Star Mile. Finished fourth there. He's $14. So he might be the interesting horse in this field. I found this a pretty tough race. Um, Munga is a horse that's always been highly, heavily spruced. And it was very good the other day behind our Lions Raw in the Randwick Guineas. But has that performance been a little bit overrated? Maybe. Uh, I probably can't get it quite as short as $2.60. Uh, Lions Raw was outstanding in the Randwick Guineas and gives the impression to be better suited over 2,000 metres, but has got to come out and do it again. Well, Montefilia, uh, we saw her in the spring, was just outstanding, really, until she got to the Oaks. Uh, she was very impressive. Beat Lions Raw in the spring champion stakes fairly comfortably. So, for me, if I had to have a bet here, I'd be leaning Montefilia. She was good first up in the surround stakes where she found the lounge strongly. But for me, it's probably a sit and watch race. I think the market's got it just about right, mainly uh, leaning slightly to Montefilia. Boots? I'm with uh, I'm with the rain man here. No surprises. The filly, um, she's the highest rated horse in the race. Significant winner over Lions Roar uh, in, in the spring, as he said. Handles a soft ground, and uh, I think with that slight weight relief, um, yeah, I think she wins. Montefilia too good for the boys. And I'm with uh, Lions Raw. I reckon uh, Lions Raw um, being um, the improver and the horse that um, physically should be doing uh, better the older he gets. Um, he's a New Zealand bred by contributor. I, I feel like he's just going to improve. Um, into his four-year-old uh, season and, and um, John O'Shea will have him bang on for this. So um, handles the wet, Brent and Abdallah up. Um, yeah, line of draw for me. I'm going to split it straight down the middle because I'm going Lions Roar as well. And Skylab is a dead set blowout chance. Now, race six on the program is the George Ryder. Uh, Rayman, um, we see Dallasan coming from uh, South Australia to contest this one. And uh, well, it's another reasonably tough betting race. Yeah, no, plenty of uh, winning chances here. Rose Funstar has opened as the favourite, but the early money has come for Arcadia Queen, really out of the All-Star Mile, has been sent up to Sydney for this race. She's on the second line of betting. Then you've got Avilius Colding right there, not much between them at all. The market suggests that it's a race in four there. I think uh, this could be the race for Avilius to return to winning form. He was really good the other day in the Chipping Norton Stakes, and his uh, record in the wet is outstanding. He's a genuine swimmer. And I just think this could be the right race for him. Arcadia Queen, jury's out as to how um, she does perform on a wet track. Uh, hasn't had that, that many opportunities, but I can, I'm happy to take her on here. Uh, Funstar is an interesting one. She's got a pretty good record in the wet. This is probably she her opportunity to really get that uh, that wait for rage win on her resume. So at the $5, I'm happy to stick with a various here, but it's an outstanding race and you can make a case for quite a few of them. I'm with Funstar in this one. Uh, I think that uh, she'll handle the ground or should handle the ground. We just don't know how heavy the ground's going to be, but uh, I think Funstar might get the job done, Moods. Yeah, well, Colding was the one I liked, but he's 2-0 and on a heavy ground, but he's, his form on soft is quite solid. So uh, he, he was the one I initially liked in the race, but uh, yeah, it, it's hard to get away from those top few. Avilius, uh, he was good the other day. Uh, it's been a while between uh, birthdays of Vilius uh, and uh, likewise for Funstar. Arcadia Queen, unfortunately, um, I think she's a superstar, but I just struggle to have her on this uh, very, very wet ground. Um, 
yeah, I, listen, I, I, I really don't know here. I've got now nah, sitting on the fence. I'm getting splinters in my ass. I would only be guessing, and I don't want to. Mitha, have you got a, a thought either way here? Uh, it's a hard race. I've got a thought that you should be betting two odds here uh, and taking some value. So for for that reason, um, I'm going to put um, talking of multis. Dallas Sands going to go into my multis to place. Um, Leon McDonald, very astute, smart uh, stable. Um, uh, was obviously going well enough for him to have a throw at the stumps first up in the new market. Um, now, we know how tough that's to win, um, but uh, um, was, a, was a smoky of a chance and, and a little bit of money for it to win the new market. So it tells me that the horse is going well. For Leon McDonald to you know, bypass some nice races coming up, um, in Adelaide and head to Sydney for a race like this. I'm, I'm just feeling a bit of a vibe, that's all. Um, and I reckon Dallas uh, loves the wet, soft ground, nine starts, uh, four wins, and, uh, and three other times in the placing. So um, the, the ground will be no problem and can, can just see this horse um, running a bold race at uh, 26 bucks and six bucks to play. So Dallas Ann for me each way. All right, we've done the slipper. Let's go to the final group one on the program. It is race eight, and it is the Galaxy. Um, and if there's there's one horse who we know loves a wet track, although it hasn't been in the greatest form lately, it's Jungle Edge. Has there been money for Jungle Edge, uh, Rain Man? Yeah, a bit of money for Jungle Edge, Rog. No surprises there. Absolutely loves the wet. He's 850. It's another really open race on a, on a meeting that's absolutely packed full of them. Hortbury on her is, uh, has opened the favourite. It's $5. Talier's got good form in the wet. It's 550. Then you've got Eduardo, the challenge stakes winner, and Wild Ruler at $6. Uh, the, the wet does make this uh, maybe a slightly tougher race, but if this was on a, a dry truck, I would have been declaring for Wild Ruler. I think it's a horse with a, a huge future. It was really good in the spring, and then it's gone to another level. Uh, I thought first in the, in the fireball stakes was really impressive. So um, wet truck is an unknown, never raced on a heavy track in the past, but I think it's, just, it's the horse in this field that has a huge amount of upside. Got a lot of respect for Talia. Hootbury on her trial enormously, so... Um, you can make a case for a few of them, but I'm with uh, I'm with Wild Rule at the current price. I'm sure on the day I'll probably end up having something on Juggle Edge, but I just think with 51 kilos, uh, Talia, who uh, has good form on heavy ground, James Cummings, Rachel King. I mean, it's a hell of a combination. So I'm gonna I'm gonna side with the mare. Um, Moots. Yeah, I thought Eduardo was super in beating Nature Strip the other day. Uh, he does handle the wet. Uh, he's got the good horse's weight. And Tally Her, I think, is the biggest danger is getting seven kilos off him. But uh, I think uh, he's going to be out in front making his own luck, uh, running along, and might just be strong enough to hold off a tougher old season horse, strong enough to hold off Tally Her, even with the seven kilo weight difference. So I'm top to bottom here, one from 13 in the Galaxy. I'm with you there, Moose. Uh, Ed Waddle to win the Galaxy, I reckon. Uh, good wet track form, up on speed. Uh, you made uh, all the points there that I was going to make. So, Eduardo gets the pick of the box for me. I am here to show you all how to Ladbroke it. Giddy up and Ladbroke the winners this autumn carnival right in the mounting yard. Bring a little razzle-dazzle and be part of the action. Download the Labrokes app for a better betting experience today. But let's not stop there. Let's Labrokes!
Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Best bets time on Moody on the mic. Before we finish up on what could be a very long weekend of racing if Sydney does get shifted to Monday, Rain Man, what is your best? I'm going very wide with my best bet this weekend, Rog. I think it's a very tough meeting, so looking for a bit of value here. Race two, number two, quick thinker, the Australian derby winner for Murray. Currently $13 in the Manion Cup, but this is one of the best wet truckers in Australasia, in my opinion. Just goes to another level uh, in the heavy going and has been uh, racing fairly, uh, not not up to that Australian derby form we saw in the autumn last year. But if it returns to its best form on this heavy track, it's going to be really tough to beat in a pretty open edition of the Manion. At $13, I think it's an outstanding each way bet. All right, I'm going to Mornington. I'm actually going to the Mornington Cup, which is a race we haven't touched on yet. But uh, Mount Popper coming down from Sydney. Winner last start at Randwick. Beat home Sacramento. is pretty talented. I think uh, this race, um, golden ticket into the Caulfield Cup. So I'm going to go with the Team Hawks trained Mount Popper, which is uh, number seven in the Mornington Cup, which I think is race, race seven on the program. So race seven, number seven at Mornington. Boots. No, Mitho. I am going to go with uh, the horse that moves and I bred together. Um, $1.90 in the um, Alexandra Stakes uh, Friday night at Mooney Valley, Chica Ferte. And uh, the, I was umming and ahhing because Moods has got one of the race and he's half tipping it. But um, I'm going to be yelling for uh, our girl Chica Ferte because there's a 10 grand freedom bonus to the winner, Moods. You're still getting rich and you don't even own it. You beauty. <laughs> Well, uh, listen, as much as I'd like to see a win, Anthony, I am tipping Vidiano, my horse, in that race. I think uh, Mooney Valley, Friday night, we're going to stay down here in the the great state of Victoria where the weather's always beautiful, Uh, perfect one day, uh, better the next. Not great the next like Queensland, but better the next. So uh, beautiful autumn weather down here, 15-degree nights, 26-degree days, the sun's out and shining. Get on with the tip. Uh, Ryder, Mooney Valley, race four, horse seven, Vidiano, all into Mooney Valley, race six, horse number six, in good health. I think my girls can hold sway on uh, Friday night at the Valley. And what a great weekend's racing. We've got the rugby league. We've got the AFL kicking off again on uh, tonight, actually. And uh, a great sporting event and fast races. We've got the William Reid. We've got the Golden Slipper. We've got the Galaxy. Fast horses. What do we do with fast horses? We let them run fast.